Well, that happened. And it's what we called a good old-fashioned butt-kicking. The Oregon Ducks did that to Utah. Sadly, we now have to talk about it. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown YouTube your first listen every single day. We're available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you guys like and subscribe. We'd love to interacting with you guys in the comments. I'm going to especially enjoy interacting with you, Utah fans. Hopefully, there's not too many uh, Oregon fans that flock to my comment section because, uh, Whenever you lose like this, you can't like fire back. But you know, some fans always try to do. There was that one UCLA fan who popped up in my comments a few weeks ago. If you guys uh, saw him after Utah really defensively just really decimated the Bruins, he was talking even after his team lost, still was talking crap. Like I just, when your team loses like this, it's hard not to just like like to come back with oh this oh like that like you, there's nothing you can say. Like for as much as like I mean, even if the stuff just like you can't even be like oh if Cam Rising was healthy this or that. I mean maybe. But, like, when you lose 35 – I'll probably do an episode on that this week. Like, if this game would have been different with Zucam Rising. And, you know, maybe if everyone plays, it's probably a little different, right? But, like, even that, we just don't know. I mean, this Oregon team is really good. I'm not trying to bury the lead for my second segment. But, I mean, this was – I do think it was more good Oregon than bad Utah than anything else. I mean, that's a really good team up there. Um, but this is just – this is always one that sucks. When you just – when you play a team and you realize it's currently constructed – if the game was played 10 times, you lose 10 times. Um, this Oregon team is just clearly better than Utah right now, and that was evident. Part of that is quarterback issues, but give the Ducks credit. They really stepped up on the line of scrimmage, limited Utah's rushing attacks. Utah with just 99 yards. Glover was the leading rusher, but he was under 40 yards. Jaquin under 40 yards. Vaki five carries, 11 yards. And, you know, Vaki and Barnes had that miscommunication on the interception then you know, Utah gets a little, there's just so many things throughout the game, right? Like Utah gets creative, has a, on the kickoff, has the returner, throw it across the field to Dijon Stanley, who was in Stan. How about Stanley for the future, by the way? That guy looks fast. Um, it's a huge return. And then, you know, Bryson forced out pressure in his face, throws a bad interception. It's like, it's tough. And it probably shouldn't have been an interception. It should have just been like an incomplete pass, but just a ball you shouldn't throw in that situation. So. Yeah, I mean, you talk out their butts kicked, and I, I should say this obviously sooner. Like, I and many other people who were uh, pro-Utah in this game, we were wrong. I just, man, I, I still don't think, like, some of the things, like, oh, the defense is fraudulent, all that. No, 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 I don't, which I don't really think many people were saying that, but there were some people really saying some things about this Utah defense. I disagree with that. I still think this is a really good defense, but I think this is a really good offense. They're the second best offense statistically in college football. And I do think they are legitimately deserving of that mark to do what, like we just need to put into context what Oregon just did. This is a Utah team that hadn't lost a true home game since 2018. There's a reason college game day came out to this game. There's a reason that the Fox crew of Joel Klatt, Gus Johnson came out. So like, this was a big game. This is a big deal. Even though Utah was down there starting quarterback as they'd been all year in cam rising, this was still a game that you felt like was going to be close because Utah being at home, Kyle Whittingham, this program, all the things they do well. And uh, yeah, Utah just got shellacked. I mean, there's no way around it. 
how easy did Oregon make it look early on this game offensively? I mean, just whether it was the gaining yards on the ground and, of course, Bonix. Bonix was – I thought he was sensational. Uh, he was 24 for 31, 240 yards, two touchdowns. I, I, I thought he was even better than that. I mean, had the rushing touchdown too early on and uh, overall for the game, finished with four carries for eight yards. Wasn't sacked, by the way. How about the performance by the Oregon offensive line? I thought they were impressive as, as well. Shout out Jackson Powers Johnson, the former uh, Corner Canyon Utah High School uh, native who's getting it done for the Ducks now. Him and the Oregon offensive line had a very strong outing here, helping to limit Utah. But they did also get the ball out quick they did a good job of that and uh well sometimes we get the ball quick sometimes just not being able to get home that's where just got to give Oregon credit they were the better team as I mentioned I was I was very wrong about this game and I got no problem saying that I believed in Utah at home and uh the history for Utah at home had been on my side uh, a pretty highly ranked Oregon team came in there a couple years ago and uh and they got whooped and look obviously things changed with no cam but still you felt like with the way the offense looked last week all of those things that um they had a chance to come together this week and and do some things, continue just build off the momentum and continue to find that success. And all they found was six points. Uh, one of the field, they only had one real drive of their own. The other one said, how about what? I mean, Junior Tafuna, what a play. Are you serious? That's the kind of thing I only see Aaron Donald make that type of play. Where you tackle a guy and in the midst of tackling him, you take the fumble away. That was elite by Junior Tafuna. Uh, I'd love to. Love to see that. That was spectacular. There's definitely some positives still. Any because Utah did at times stop Oregon. I don't know if I'll be able to find many positives offensively. I decided Devon Vele. Devon Vele played well. But speaking of Devon Vele, like this is where we talk about a little bit how it's just on everyone. Um, like when Bryson fails or all these things like that. This isn't a negative on Vele. It's actually been negative on Bryson. Like I've talked all year about how I feel like Vele hasn't been properly utilized, and I feel bad for him in some ways because he came back to play for Cam Rising, and his numbers are drastically suffering because Cam Rising is not out there. I think it was the, either the first or second time when Utah was in the red zone. Vailey was open to the left. He created that separation, but Bart Bryson just didn't even look his way. I just feel like when you got a guy like Vailey who has it going, has it winning, there's, you don't need to lock in on Money Park, especially you can recognize this is just something I feel like Cam would have done. Recognize where the safeties are at. Recognize that, ooh, Vailey's been winning a lot today. He has a matchup I like over here and get the ball to him there. And I understand the pocket was closing in on Bryson a little bit, but Still, it's just if you're one of the better court, if you want to be a successful collegiate quarterback, you need to be able to make that throw. And Bryson didn't. Didn't get any help from the ground game. Uh, give the Ducks defense credit. The front seven really stepped up. Del oh, I'm going to butcher his, butcher his name. Uh, Dolores or uh, Doralis, however you say it. Honestly, I'm, I apologize to him now. Um, however you say his name, uh, he was a freak in this game. He was incredible. The entire Oregon defense was, I mean, what can you say bad about Oregon? Bo Nix is absolutely Heisman contender. And I really, I watched this and I'm like, why can't Bo Nix succeed in the NFL? Like I know he's up there and old and more college starts than anyone else, but I'm like, I, I look at a couple of the ball placements he had. It was once again, it was more good Oregon than bad Utah. Like the coverage was good, would be good at times at times. Not always coverage was bad too, but coverage would be good. And Bo Nix would just make the better throw. Uh, the first big gainer to Troy Franklin Jr. Like, that was a good job creating separation by him, but the timing on that has to be good so Zamaya can't get up and recover quickly there, and he was able to find him and successfully complete the big pass there, as Oregon did so many times throughout this game. Dan Lanning's squad was motivated. They came in ready. With the way Washington looks right now, have Oregon having narrowly lost to them, I have no problem saying I think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. I mean, I think that's actually the conclusion a lot of people will be. I think right now, like the college football committee, when they do their rankings that are going to come out, we will see Oregon 
at, or excuse me, I think we'll see Oregon like behind Washington, but I would only expect it to be like one or two spots behind because I don't know how you can be down on the Ducks after only losing by one to a team that could very well be in the top five in the Washington Huskies, even though they're looking a little shaky right now and nearly let Stanford beat them, but still find a way to win. That's what good teams are able to do. And then uh, Oregon going into Salt Lake, handing Utah their first true home loss since 2018. It was remarkable and a great performance by the Ducks. And yeah, this is not a fun podcast, is it? <laughs> not not as fun to talk about when you uh, when you just get your butt kicked. I mean, that's what it is. So uh, we're going to continue to talk about this one. And I do want to dive a little bit more into, um, you know, just and for, uh, just close, like what happened to Utah? Like the question I posed, I mean, Utah just ran into a buzzsaw. I really think that's the truth. Both sides of the ball. This Oregon team is one of the four best in college football. I believe they will be in the college football playoff. That may be an overreaction. And obviously we just saw the best of Oregon, but I, it just takes a special team to win in Salt Lake and they were able to do it. So we're going to talk about what just a little bit more of good Oregon versus bad Utah, how much of that came into factor. But first want to talk to you guys about our friends at game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets on your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have great last minute deals, all in prices, views for your seats, their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Last minute ticket flash deals. There's also easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of venue. They have view from your seats so you know the deal you're getting. They have the low price guaranteed, even event can cancellation protection, job loss protection, so many more things. Guys, if you want to get the stench or the stink of the ducks off after that, uh, the ducks game, excuse me, after that disappointing loss then uh, maybe it's a good idea to head over to game time and uh, do the Arizona look into the Arizona State game because that's one that Utah should win at home next week. I expect Utah to pick back up their, uh, their strong home winning streak with a victory there, and uh, that's where game time comes in because, like I said, they have great deals, great views, and even protection on it. That's where game time really steps up. You can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code with L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. C-O-L-L-E-G-E. That's Locked On College, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, coming back into this one. Um, once again, it was definitely more good Oregon than bad Utah to me. When you're talking about just the Oregon defense um, executing at a high level, uh, their run support was fantastic. The throws Bo Nix made, the cuts Bucky Irving made. Like, yeah, it was bad Utah too, but... This is, I still believe this is a top five team in college football. Uh, so much credit to Dan Lanning for what he's built. He's done an outstanding job. And look, Mario Cristobal obviously did great things down there too. So it wasn't like he was inheriting a program that was uh, in the dumps, but they're going to be a good place in the Big Ten. I tell you what, I think that uh, a lot of teams are not going to enjoy playing Dan, Dan Lanning's ducks as, uh, as Utah obviously did not today. And just ugly offensive numbers for Utah. Barnes, 15 for 29, 136 yards, two interceptions. Mentioned not even 100 yards on the ground. Vele, the only one really got it going in the passing game. A couple grabs by Money Parks, but even he had five catches for 24 yards. That's not a lot. I did like the um, near McLean, by the way. I thought he had a, I really liked the play he made earlier that, uh, that out that route to settle in the middle of the field, but then cut it to the outside there. That was a, that was crafty. I'm ex I don't know what his eligibility is off the top of my head now, but if he was, he's the guy I think would be a nice addition to have next year if, if Cam does come back. So yeah, it is. Uh, it's just crazy that all these events and venues, and I do want to talk about that in a second, uh, all the stuff that was in Salt Lake, because I thought that was great this weekend. Um, it's crazy. They all came out to Salt Lake and, uh, and you put up a performance like this. It's tough. I mean, it sucks. Utah was not good. Oregon made them look not good too. So you got to give a lot of credit to the dynamite performance by the Oregon ducks coming into Salt Lake city. And, uh, once again, I expect that this to be an Oregon team that, uh, 
is in it till the end of the season. And I sincerely mean that in college football playoff as well. But yeah, I mean, the injuries, this is where it also was just like, I, I think I was drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit last week. I'll, I'll take that on me guys being like, it was funny because last Saturday, if you guys remember on my post game show, uh, the same one we're doing now, I said that everyone needs to savor this moment because I'm not sure. Talk about the USC game because I'm not sure how the rest of the season is going to go. But then it was like game day's coming. Uh, McAfee, the number one team for Fox. Utah doesn't lose at home. Oregon, there's some matchups that I feel like maybe Utah could be better at in Oregon. Then all of a sudden I talk myself into Utah, pick Utah to win um, across various podcasting platforms. It was a great week, fun week for uh, for Lockdown Youth last week. Appreciate all you guys for uh, for showing up and showing out in it. And um, yeah, it just when you get to the game and you're like, oh no, they are better than us. And um, once again, I'm still not sure if Cam Rising would have made the difference in a uh, in this game, even with some of the, uh, even if Utah was completely healthy, they very well still could have lost this Oregon team because they're that good. And look, maybe Utah would have been fine with everyone healthy, but hard to say. Uh, once again, so impressed with Bo Nix. Troy Franklin made a couple of really nice plays here. Also, Bucky Irving, 14 carries for 83 yards. We averaged 5.9 yards per carry. James also had five carries for 38 yards and 7.6 yards a carry. Defensively, Florence for Oregon, nine tackles. There's so many guys for this Ducks defense. Dorless was his name, actually. I apologize for uh, for butchering that earlier. But, um, man, like I said, just, just a wild. Like, when you just get on the field with the team and you're like, they're one of the best in college football. And, like, you're so clearly not on their level. It's a really – it's tough to swallow. I mean, that's, I think, what Utah is looking at, too. Uh, as for what Utah did poorly, I mean, what what did they do positively? <laughs> like Junior Tifuna, Devon Bailey made a couple of big plays there, but uh, the defense just got shredded on the ground through the air. Uh, fell for the play action a lot. I'm gonna do a tape breakdown tomorrow, so we'll dive in deeper on a uh, on all that stuff. Looking beyond that, though, um, also talking about just the offense execution mentioned Bryson not playing well because the running we said with Bryson all week, if everything was there, Bryson would play well. If the running game was there, if receivers are getting open, uh, receivers got open at times tonight. He did hit him a few, but not enough. The running game did not get going. So Bryson's going to fall through. This is a team losses on uh, coach Whittingham, Morgan Scally, Andy Ludwig, everyone, every single person that Utah locker room will take blame for this disappointing loss. The Oregon ducks 35 to 26. And we'll be breaking it down all week long on lockdown use. And eventually, of course we will flip the page and go to the, preview the Arizona state game because Utah season is not over. Yes. Their odds at a PAC 12 championship. I mean, they are on slim, slim chances, especially because based on how they perform today, right? It's just going to be incredibly tough for them to go into Husky stadium and, uh, and get a win against Washington. So that's something that will be interesting to see how, of uh, how Utah is able to look against Arizona state. And we'll see if they're capable of getting that, that what would be a really tough win against what's currently a Husky team that I believe is in the top five, but for sure in the top seven, uh, being the undefeated juggernaut that they are. Oklahoma lost tonight, so they'll drop out a little bit too. But yes, that was probably Oregon had the probably the worst loss to Kansas, even though Kansas is not bad. This isn't a bad this is not a bad loss for Utah. This would have been a bad loss for Oregon since like we said, they're clearly the better team. We said that leading up to the game, but we thought that Utah could still give them a decent game. And um they did not do that. Last thing I'll say, and uh we'll talk about this more throughout the week, but um I was just so incredible and awesome to see all the love that Salt Lake and especially just the University of Utah was getting because of everyone coming out there talking about how beautiful the campus was. The energy from the moment McAfee was on set to rolling in the next day with college game day. You guys were tremendous. Props to all of you. Got up early, stayed out there, slept in tents, whatever you guys did. Um, 
you made for a truly special experience. You already got Kirk Herbstreet tweeting out how he wants to go back. Uh, McAfee took his shirt off and talked about how much he loved he loved everything there. I think uh, Reese Davis, the whole crew, they loved coming out to Salt Lake. You guys made that a special atmosphere and place, as special as I know it is. It's part of the, that place being as special. It's part of the reason I'm always motivated to uh, do the work on this podcast and uh, and get content out, even when it's not as fun to talk about when your team gets demolished like Utah did tonight. Um, but yeah, just such a strong showing. How great was it? Win on the motorcycle. I mean, there's so much to talk about still with all the craziness that happened. Uh, this weekend, but such a great spotlight on the University of Utah. I got to believe there's still a number of players who would like to come in and, and play for Utah, especially once they you know, can get healthy, get the quarterback situation all figured out. Um, love Bryson, what he's done. So happy to see him the focus on game day, but I'm sorry, we know what Bryson is. We have a large enough sample size at this point. That's why he's a great backup, but under no, no circumstances would your backup be leading you to victories over legitimate top 10 teams. And I think USC was like ranked 18 when Utah beat them last week. And uh, they barely even beat Cal. That Trojans program is a mess, at least as it pertains to this season. But yeah, tough blow for Utah. But overall, I still would probably classify the weekend as a win for how much fun ever and the exposure the university got. So uh, even when Utah loses in some ways, they stay winning. So uh, that's why we love this team. And uh, I'm excited to see what this team does after the loss. Arizona State coming up this Saturday. We're breaking down that on Locked on Utes. On tomorrow's show, a tape deep dive on the Oregon game. Uh, we'll be diving into all the issues. I'm not sure if we're just going to do the offense, if we'll do the defense too, but there is a lot to discuss all week on Locked On Utes after Utah's disappointing outing against the Oregon Ducks. That will do it for our show today. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day and have a great rest of your weekend.